Game week is finally here, and you have some questions about Joe Burrow's contract, about concerns over a slow start, and about Miles Garrett and that Cleveland defensive line going against this new Bengals offensive line. Let's dive in to all that and more. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals. You can find this podcast on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit that subscribe button, especially if you're new with the start of the season. A lot of you probably are. We'll have you covered daily here on Locked On Bengals with pregame analysis, postgame analysis, film takeaways, all the good stuff in season and today we're going to be talking a lot about the Joe Burrow contract the T Higgins potential contract whether you have concerns about another slow start some of those other questions and another locked on Bengals mailbag and later this week we've got crossover Thursday coming up we'll get into our regular season routine you can join that first listen club with that subscription you can become an everyday or not miss an episode we appreciate every single one of you who does all of those things and James we're going to Frame the show up in questions today. We took some questions over on our subtext as well as Twitter this time for the first time taking some questions on subtext. If you're interested in joining the subtext, we just send you some text messages which are with our instant reactions to and analysis to some Bengals news. You can find it at joinsubtext.com slash LockdownBengals. You can get a couple weeks free when you try that. So you can give it a try for free. But our first question, James, there's a couple that we're going to combine here because several people had similar questions around Joe Burrow's contract, around T. Higgins' contract. So Mason uh, on subtext, JoJo Jammer on Twitter, both asking about Joe Burrow's deal. Question on everyone's mind is when Joe Burrow's deal is expected to be done, when should we start hitting the panic button? It's a question that a lot of people have asked over the past few weeks, certainly, and Thank goodness he practiced on Wednesday and Thursday. Otherwise, it would be, I think, even worse. And so the fact that he was able to practice helped things. And I get it. It's it's kind of, I don't want to say down to the wire yet because it really isn't. But in the grand scheme, when you've had all offseason, it feels like it's down to the wire. Because we're talking about, as we record this, uh, it's 12.41 p.m. Eastern time. On, on Sunday. So we are literally a week and 19 minutes from kickoff as I say these words. And yeah, it's uh, it's tough because to me, if Joe Burrow sits down and normally he talks Wednesday, I don't know for sure where if that's the schedule this week, but as of my past experience, if it's a Sunday game, he'll talk Wednesday after practice. And if he's at the podium at Paycor Stadium and no deal is done, that's going to be weird. And so panic button, I, I don't have a panic button, I, I, but I think that that would be the time when it, it becomes a huge story and probably covered in a bunch of ways because guess what's going to be asked? Whether he wants to or not, whether he wants that to happen or not, he's going to get asked about the contract in probably 52 different ways because it is the story. Obviously, we'll ask him about 
his health and how he's feeling and slow start, a, a lot of other questions, but the contract is going to be topic A. And I, I think that that, if they can get it done before then, it won't matter and, and it, it'll be easy breezy. If, if not, and you go into that Wednesday news conference, if I'm sitting there and Burrow's 10 feet away, less than that, and, and uh, having to answer questions about a contract that isn't done yet, I think that that would leave people feeling uneasy. Panic, I, I, I don't know if there's ever a, a panic. He's under contract for two more years, but it would be weird. It would make me feel uneasy, and it's certainly unprecedented because a quarterback of his stature, after three years, gets an extension. The blueprint's there. We've seen plenty of other examples, and so, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot there. I still think it gets done, but that's a big question mark, no doubt. It starts to certainly open the team up to criticism at that point. But the thing is, we just don't know what's going on with the vows of silence on both sides being honored. It's hard to say from a perspective of, of insider knowledge that, yeah, they're, they're on track. They're, they're going to get done. It's not like we have the agent working through big media like Chris Jones in Kansas City talking about, what he wants or how far apart they are and Kansas city plays on Thursday. So we, we just don't have that level of insight here where they're playing the public game. They're playing the media game on either side. It hasn't been discussed when it's been brought up. It's been kind of pushed aside or danced around by various people talking from the Bengals, including Zach Taylor recently. And, Brian Callahan's point, I think, is an interesting one that would come up on Wednesday as far as does that change the way Joe Burrow is approaching the game? Probably not consciously, but he talked about having been around some quarterbacks that have been through this, a weight being lifted, right, after that contract gets done and, and a sense of easiness. It's, it's just off your mind at that point. If you're Joe Burrow, you can just go play football. Maybe he can do that anyway. We've talked about on this show, I think you brought it up last week, how great Joe Burrow is at compartmentalizing. And we've heard his coaches talk about that as well. So maybe he can go ahead and do that without issue anyway. You could even make a good argument that he can, and that's one of his strengths. But it is something that I think everyone would like to see done before he takes a podium on Wednesday. Yeah, you know what I would offer? I, I had people ask me this. I would offer him, and he probably won't do this many years, seven for 400 or seven for 425. Like I'm like that would be, and then if it's not that, you just kind of have the blueprint. You give him five for two eight two eighty five, and it's just a high, a higher than Justin Herbert, and you go that route. Like that's the good news is I think this could come together really quick, and maybe it, it hasn't, and I'm speculating here, because the Bengals are trying to get a longer-term deal than the normal four or five-year Worst case, though, you just pivot back and you do the five-year. So if that's what's holding it up, I get it. I get it from the Bengals' side. And you're right. They're going to take a ton of criticism if it doesn't happen. And Burrow is talking and people are going to be wondering. But if it's just trying to lock this guy up for as long as possible and find a deal where it's going to be team-friendly but also make him as rich as anyone, then, then yeah, I, I get the logic, even though – odds are he says no and you pivot back to a five-year extension potentially. So I, I think that's, if I had to guess where it would be, is five years, 285, 290, something like that, because Herbert was what, five, 262, I think, something like that. So I, I think it'll be a little higher than Herbert and he'll want more. But I, I, I get the Bengals trying to push it 
and, and get six years, seven years on top of the two that he currently has. You know who really wants it to get done outside of Joe Burrow and his family and all the Bengals fans out there is the Bengals social team putting together and the Bengals media team putting together from the jungle, the, the week one battle of Ohio. You know they want to include footage of Joe Burrow signing that contract in the next episode of From the Jungle. Coming up next, let's talk about T. Higgins' extension in that same bucket and whether there are concerns about a slow start this year because we saw the Bengals have a bit of a slow start last year. We'll get into those questions coming up next. Today's episode of Locked on Bengals is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Football season is here. It's Thursday. Just talked about it. Chris Jones hasn't signed that contract. And football season is here this week. There's no better way to get in the action than with Underdog Fantasy in their pick'em game. You can pick just two to five players, whether they'll go higher or lower than one of their stats. Usually what you spend kickoff night doing, watching the game, you'll find out whether you hit those choices. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you win real money. And if you want to build your dream team today, you can go over to their mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. We've got a promo code for you. Not only will Locked On promo code get Underdog to double your first deposit up to $100, but they have a Pick'em special live right now in their Pick'em lobby. And this is a gimme. Patrick Mahomes just has to get one yard for your pick to be correct. Remember, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. You can use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you're watching us on YouTube. All right, Jake, let's get to T. Higgins. And that's the, the other lingering question. And you're right. I think if Burrow got done, let's say it gets done. Man, could you imagine if it's Sunday after we record this? It gets done. Well, then they can go full court press on T. Higgins potentially and trying to get that done. And, and who knows what's going on behind the scenes. But let's get to a question. Tony Lunt, and, and there's been multiple questions, so shout out to everyone that's asked about T. Higgins. But on subtext, Tony Lunt asking, what percentage likelihood would you give a T. Higgins extension at this point? A lot of Bengals fans are still incredibly confident it will happen, but it's hard for me to say it's set in stone by any means. I think we both agree it's not set in stone. What percentage would you give uh, the chances of a T. Higgins deal getting done? I'm still flipping a coin. Wow, 50-50. Maybe it's not a fair coin. Oh, oh okay. I, I, I don't know how likely it is. <laughs> I, I The last time I checked on the status of T. Higgins' contract was a couple months ago now. And at the time, the Bengals and T. Higgins were not close, according to what I heard about the deal. And that was months ago. So are they closer now? There's been a lot of time this past between now and then. The popular theory among Bengals fans is that Joe Burrow is just waiting to see, get T done, then I'll sign my deal. You'll have a full financial picture of, of what's going on so we can structure these contracts right to fit Jamar in later. That's still possible. I've never thought that that was incredibly probable. It looks like the Bengals are working on their various extensions kind of separately as, as individual deals, knowing that they have some chunks of money available for certain position groups, knowing what Joe Burrow's got coming up. But one thing that, that was also a question on, on subtext that I thought was interesting was, you know, should the Bengals wait and see with Yosevash before extending mm -hmm. T? I don't think those things are connected. I think we've said that before. Just going to 
reiterate that. Yosevash would have to really do something incredible to make that the case. But this close to the season with neither deal done, it's it's kind of tough to imagine both getting done in, in you know three days to a week before game number one at the same time. That would be a, a big boost, I think. Maybe not a big boost, but a boost to morale, especially for fans, seeing those two guys locked up before the regular season starts. I think there are plenty of guys in that locker room that know how valuable T is. And to your point about a boost, I think – they, I think they'd be like, yes, you got this dude locked up long term. He's gotten better every single year. I think he's poised to have a huge season. I mean, bigger, stronger. Is he faster? I don't know if he's faster necessarily, but if you're the same speed and you're bigger, stronger, you're better at high pointing the ball, all of those things, I think he's going to have a monster year. And so it, it's twofold here because it's one thing if if you're a fan listening and you say, just get the deal done. We know how valuable he is. That's great. It sounds great. He's also 1A because he is not more valuable than Jamar Chase. And the Bengals know that, and they have that looming. And so can you find a way to get T done and make him happy and his agent happy, which is a big factor here in David Mulligetta, while also knowing what's coming down next year, which is if Joe Burrow is the franchise, then Jamar Chase is – you know, right behind him, you know, Mike Brown called Burrow the heartbeat. Well, then what's what's Chase? Because he's really significant to it. So that's the part of this that's tough. Doesn't mean I don't think that they should keep T. Of course they should. The Andre Yosevash hype train. Let's let's chill some now because T Higgins is replacement. I am confident in saying this and it's not a knock at Andre It's not on this roster. Like that's really tough to imagine. You know, and if they just slide Andre in, that, that's a significant downgrade. And, and I'm, again, not ripping Yoshi because I think he could be a really solid player in this league for a long time. Asking him to be T. Higgins is a lot to ask. So can they get Burrow done to make one more push? Are they making that one more push now? Because Burrow says, hey, we'll, we'll figure it out. I want you to get T done. I, I don't know. I think that part is interesting. I know this, and my expectation is that T. Higgins and Joe Burrow, neither guy takes a, quote, team-friendly deal. And I'm not saying they should, but I'm trying to temper those expectations and remind everybody that that's probably not going to happen. Even if those two guys get paid and they do extend, I don't think it'll necessarily be team-friendly the way some fans have envisioned it. So. That's just a, a disclaimer, just in case both do get done this week. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Would expect these to both be pretty big deals. Mulligetta <sighs> being the agent, certainly a factor. The The other thing that I think is worth pointing out, they can franchise tag T next year. They've done that before. It wouldn't be shocking to see them go that route for one more year of control. It's just a lot of money. You know, you're talking like $25 million guaranteed. Yeah. It's before... I'm just saying- it's yep. before the giant money for Burrow kicks in. So that is where they could do it if they, if they really think that T. Higgins is the important player for the team uh, to, to, to keep it as opposed to maybe a player on the defensive side of the ball. If that is an option that they would consider as well, they do have that option as much as the players might hate it. Um, and the other thing is you talked about Yoshi being a solid player in the league. If T. Higgins departs, 
maybe that is wide receiver two for the Bengals in the future. Solid player, not 1A. Maybe they draft another guy second round, first round to, to try to take up that mantle. The Bengals like and value drafting wide receiver. That could be another way they go. They might start allocating those funds elsewhere because yeah. when you ha- start to have these giant contracts hitting, the, the money will become a finite resource. And so if you do that, here's where I am setting the expectation. Do not Jesse Bates, T. Higgins. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knew Jesse Bates was leaving in free agency. Everybody, right? Going into last year, a year ago, we knew it. Don't do that with T. Don't pay him $25 million for a year. That's fine. If you want to replace him, then replace him and trade him and get something for him. They got nothing for Bates. And it's because they added Orlando Brown Jr. They're not going to get a compensatory pick. That's fine. I get it. I understand that. Well, they should always be active in free agency. They're always going to be a destination with Joe Burrow at quarterback. And so you never know what's going to come down. So be a little more proactive with T. If that's the case, if you end up going into this season and this season plays out and next offseason you try to extend him before free agency and the franchise tag deadline's right there, well, then tag him and go the A.J. Brown route where you're trying to get picks because I think they would get a bunch for T. Higgins, like a, a one-plus. Yeah. And, and that is more valuable, I think, than having him for a year, especially because you're right, they would just reinvest into the wide receiver position in the draft. And, and not something they've done. Like Never. We're talking about them doing something that is against their character, just like doing the, the kind of trade that happened uh, for, for Albert O., is something that they don't really do very often. Trading picks, the, the, the front office doesn't like it. Trading players under contract, the front office doesn't love that either. One more question here, James, before we get to the first look. Ah, we'll do it coming up next. A question about the slow start. Question about what to expect with the Browns' new defensive line. Are they the same old Browns? Well, we'll have all week to talk about that, but we'll get into it with a quick first look. Coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway and drafts wrapping up this week, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And it's none other than a player that you could take in drafts that will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed to victory. You can use a luxury pick on Giants tight end Darren Waller. The former Raider is already riding in style with Daniel Jones locked into him all throughout camp and in the preseason. The connection is strong enough already to believe Waller will go back to being a reliable cog at his position Grab him after the top tight ends are off the board. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle are right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly from air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. So whether you're driving a Daewoo like me, a Benz like Jake, you can go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, say goodbye to sweating 
if your ride needs a little fixing, because now, you know, you'll always be set up for success from the get go with eBay guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle. Just look for the green check, get the right parts, get the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusion supply. James, our question about the slow start comes from Tasha B, Tasha B808 on Twitter. Do you foresee another slow year? Starting for Joe Burrow, maybe the entire team, are there any players you're expecting a slow start for? Tasha thinks this is the year Burrow starts on fire. It was going to be. No doubt. I mean, those first couple of days of training camp, I was like, man, this Joe Burrow is different than the, the Burrow we've seen in recent years when he's been one of the best quarterbacks already. That said, my expectation is still really high for a variety of reasons, and one of which is I think this offensive line's the best offensive line Joe Burrow's had. I think Jamar Chase, T. Higgins are better than they've been. Obviously, we know what Tyler Boyd is. The depth behind those guys is better than it's been. And so if Burrow is as good as I've seen him, and that's sort of the expectation. I know he took some time off, but I think he's going to be in better shape now. And I think this is fair to expect, by the way. Then he was week one as a rookie, week one coming off the ACL, or certainly week one last year coming off of the, the appendectomy, which was a really serious surgery. And he weighed maybe slightly more than me. Like it, it was bad. He lost a lot of weight, obviously, coming off of that surgery. So to me, yes, I think it's realistic to expect fire up Joey B, Jamar Chase and the guys in fantasy football. And, uh, and we'll see. It's a tough start, though, at Cleveland and then Baltimore. That's tough. At the same time, I, I expect this Bengals team to be really good and get off to a good start. Yeah, the reason that I'm confident this year, well, I guess first let's say the reason that it would be slow is week one is weird. I talk about this every year. Weird stuff happens in week one every year that is not indicative of how the rest of the season is going to go as much as people want to overreact to and say that, oh, this happened in week one. That's how it's going to be all season now. That's just generally is not how it works in the NFL. And we saw that last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was it was a weird time for the Cincinnati Bengals. It didn't go great. And it took Joe Burrow a little bit of time to, to find his footing. It also took the offense on the whole a little bit of time to find their footing and commit to the shotgun gap running team and scrap the under center wide zone stuff because they were one dimensional under center and they were one dimensional in shotgun. And about week five, week six last year, that totally changed. And Joe Burrow, according to Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor and others, to be honest, uh, Trent Irwin, I think one of them talking, or maybe it wasn't Irwin, some, one of the other offensive players talking about the, just the checks that he can make when he returns to practice at a higher level than some of these backup quarterbacks because of the mastery he has of the offense. So that continuity, the increasing depth without having to make wholesale changes, knock on wood, the fact that he now has answers to every kind of defense he's seen in the NFL. They, they can't throw more at Joe Burrow at this point. Maybe there's a look here or there that he hasn't seen from certain teams, but he's seen the two high shells. He's seen the cover two stuff. He's certainly shredded single high opportunities with the receivers he has given those opportunities. So I don't think slow start is in the cards this year. He, he's shown every year that, that he can make improvements. Last year, the big one was sack avoidance. That, again, will be a big challenge in week one. And I, I think that the, the matchup, is challenging 
in week one, but I don't think that Joe Burrow is going to be the the reason or part of the reason that the offense starts slow. It's fair. It's fair. And I think he he said during OTAs he wants to be the best in the world. And and that's his goal. I don't think that's changed because of a calf strain. And so if that's his goal and, and he expects to to continue to ascend, why shouldn't we expect that out of him? So I think that's fair. Yeah. A uh, couple questions here, James. Switch gears. Think about Cleveland a little bit more. Talk Ooh. about these matchups a little bit more. JoJo Jammer's question on Twitter. Sorry, JoJo, I, I got your question wrong. was actually about the confidence level in the offensive line being able to control oh. the Browns' pass rush. But on subtext as well, a couple questions about this. Uh, Orlando Browns' historical performance against Miles Garrett was a question from Tom and Indy. And Mitch on subtext also asked how well we can expect this new-look offensive line to stand up against Cleveland's improved defensive line and how do they make sure Miles Garrett doesn't wreck the game? Well, that's the key is, is I think some of these other guys that they've, the Browns have added, they may get, you know, make some plays at the same time. As long as you can limit Garrett, you trust that that quarterback and Joe Burrow is going to be able to navigate the pocket and and make the right decisions and right plays. Now, this has been an awful matchup for the Bengals. Uh, all week long, we're going to hear about how Burrow is one and four against the Browns, and it's been so bad. And some of those performances were bad, right? Halloween last year, awful. That said, his his second game ever, and I pointed out all the time, he was the best player on the field with Miles Garrett. He went thirty seven of sixty one for three sixteen, multiple touchdowns. And it was a Thursday night game where the Bengals had no business being in the game. Their defense couldn't stop anyone from running it. Jake Lisko would have ran for 100 yards uh, on that Bengals defense. So Burrow has played well against the Browns, too. I expect that to happen again. Now, offensive line-wise, is Orlando Brown Jr. just going to shut down Miles Garrett? No, I, I, I think that's unrealistic because it's Miles Garrett. And we should see him. I think he's going to move around a bit. You put him on... Uh, on Jonah at times. I don't think he's only going to be on Jonah's side, though. I, I think they'll move him some. But this offensive line, they've d- had to deal with a, a good pass rush all camp and and a rotation of guys. And so I, I expect them to be solid. And the other part of this that I think has made them better, it might have been frustrating in the moment, but when you're blocking for for the backups – backup quarterbacks it makes you look worse at times as an offensive line I think Burrow's going to be fine and the timing should be fine after a full week of practice this week so I expect them to be okay it's a good Browns defensive line so I'm not expecting them to be awesome but okay is much better than what they've been as a unit and obviously there's there's a new face in there and a position switch as a unit historically during the Joe Burrow era uh, going up against the Browns so I'll take it yeah the challenge is probably can Jonah Williams live more or less on an island for most of the game with Zadarius Smith on the other side? Mm-hmm. If he can, you can give the requisite help to Orlando Brown against Miles Garrett. The Chiefs did a lot of this in, in, in some sneaky ways. We've talked about that. Uh, you'd have to go way back in the episode archive, but when the when uh, Orlando Brown signed, I think we, we did a film review episode. We talked about some of the things the the Kansas City Chiefs did to help Orlando Brown. If not, Mike Santagata certainly wrote about it over at allbengals.com. And I think you'll see some of that in this game. I think, I hope that, and I would I would not be surprised if Orlando Brown's done this, Orlando Brown can bring those ideas to the room 
and, and talk about that in terms of pass protection, some of the things that can help against a player of Garrett's caliber because Miles Garrett is getting his against everybody. He'll have his off days for sure, and he'll have days where he doesn't rack up the pressures, but more often than not, Miles Garrett will get his, and he certainly did throughout his career. Uh, for the most part, against Jonah Williams, some of Jonah's worst games as a pro come against Miles Garrett. You could say that about a lot of left tackles in the NFL. The other thing is, he might not play on Orlando Brown's side. It'll be interesting to see how strict about sides they are in Cleveland with him and Zedarius Smith. He was switching sides quite a bit last year. Maybe they'll want to just get him matched up on Jonah Williams again. Last year, Miles Garrett against the Bengals had a couple of uh, pretty good games. So, yeah. uh, you know, he had eight pressures in week eight. That was not a very good game for the Bengals at all, but he was just as good in week 14. It was a much better game for the Bengals, but Miles Garrett wasn't the reason why. Historically, the question was how he's played against uh, Orlando Brown. And the most significant matchup in recent history was 2021 Cleveland against Kansas City. In that game, it was a, it was a Miles Garrett game. He got his. Not one of Orlando Brown's best days. But Orlando Brown is a player, hopefully has matured some since then. Gave up five pressures that day on 45 pass blocking reps. We've talked about the stylistic differences there as well. The passing offense will have to have a plan to deal with Miles Garrett to some extent. Miles Garrett will probably make some plays as well. But this is a big matchup in this game. And I think that the additions, Zadarius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, mm-hmm. I think, and, and Ogbo Okoronkwo, which will probably allow somebody to kick inside. It might be Smith as well. will will make things spicy and make that a fun matchup to watch with the improvements on the Bengals' offensive line. For sure. And the Bengals, it was such a topic last year, like starting games slow and wanting to start fast. It would be really nice if they could win that first 15. On the road, it's going to be popping in, in Cleveland. Like it is going to be loud, 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 louder than Monday night because you're talking about a home game. It's really anticip- uh, a home season opener, excuse me, and – there's buzz and pressure on the Browns. So that first 15, let's say they get the ball, the Browns defer. Can you go down and get points? And then can you get a stop? Like that would be so huge going up against a, a Deshaun Watson. And, and we have plenty of time to talk about this, but guy who's got as much pressure on him as any player in the NFL this year. And then getting out to a lead against a Jim Schwartz defense that you have some, idea of what they're going to be because he's been around a long time, but there's probably going to be a few little tweaks and, and, and uh, surprises that come the Bengals way as well. Exciting stuff. Talking about week one matchups and we'll continue Football. to do that this week. We're going to hear from, of course, the Bengals head coach, hopefully hear from Joe Burrow, hopefully get some contract news. We've got a game preview coming for you all the way later this week. And in addition to the first crossover episode of the season coming up on Thursday. We'll get you ready for week one here on Lockdown Bengals for the rest of this week. And until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay and have a good one.